The Low Post is presented by Amazon Music. Did you know you could be listening to this episode of The Low Post ad-free on Amazon Music? Welcome to the usual end-of-season joint podcast. Brian Windhorst of the Hoop Collective, Zach Lowe, me of The Low Post, the Denver Nuggets, the Denver freaking Nuggets of Denver, Colorado, with somebody coming out behind us who's obviously very popular, are the 2023 NBA champions... It was ugly. It was a defense first game. Bruce Brown scored the game-winning basket. Then there were some free throws. Jimmy Butler almost did an exact repeat of game six against Boston where he was like, something wrong with Jimmy Butler. And then all of a sudden, three-pointer, three-pointer, controversial three-shot foul that was upheld. I'll tell you what, man. Are the Heat going to steal this game? And then the Nuggets grinded it out at the end. A last real possession, I guess, last possession gone badly for Miami and Brian bad shot there are some franchises where it takes a lot of the national media time to realize how good they are because of their history it happened with the Warriors in 2013 2014 2015 where like the only reason people didn't realize how good they were about to be was because they were the Warriors the Nuggets the Nuggets have had some success. 80s were fun. Mellow was fun. But I think, like, people were slow to realize that this team was a true blue championship contender from day one. As soon as Jamal Murray got healthy, he didn't have a great game tonight. Jokic. Jokic is just that dude, man. Jokic just that was guy. a terribly inefficient game on both sides. It was an absolutely ugly game. And he still was beautiful and efficient. Somehow he was the guy. He was the shining guy who came through. Nobody could really do anything, and he did. And look, this is just a really beautifully built team. Really, if you go back to the moment they drafted him, that was kind of the beginning. It's been eight years. They missed the playoffs his first three years. Um, they had setbacks along the way with injuries to Porter Jr. And, and Murray, but they got nothing. No player demanded a trade here. They got no lottery luck. They got – there was no um, – trade that they made that like they stole it like you know i mean the aaron gordon trade was an excellent trade but at the time it wasn't like people were going oh my god that was a breathtaking trade it was a it's a good trade obviously they just built it from scratch it's a if you have an nba if you're a fan of an nba team that has struggled that isn't close right now the way this team built it and if you're not on a coast the way this team built it is admirable i mean they're the first team from the western conference to win the championship that wasn't from California or Texas since the Sonics in 79. And our fifth different champion in the last five seasons right. in the NBA. And a lot of talk, particularly surrounding the Heat's run, about how maybe because of the talent distribution, because of LeBron getting old, because the Warriors getting old and Durant leaving years ago, because of the new CBA, we're entering an age of parity maybe and ultra competition. And maybe that's true. But these guys are walking in the door next season if they're healthy as the favorites to win the championship again. And Nikola Jokic, 41st pick in the draft, had a promise from the Nuggets that kept him in the draft. They kept their promise. He's now the greatest draft pick bang for the buck in the history of the league, and it's not close anymore. Jamal Murray was the seventh pick, and I was talking to Nuggets people all day the last few days. They were sweating in that draft room with Chicago picking at five, and Sacramento picking at six, thinking, man, he's not going to fall to us. Chris Dunn, Buddy Heald, 
and Jamal Murray fell to them, and we can go into the other. I mean, the, the, the highest moves, draft pick they had during this run was Dante Exum, isn't it right? Or no, they no, it was a Murray. Murray seven. Exum is Utah at four. But they ended up with Exum. Sorry, Exum played here. And and oh, I see what you mean. And you know, they also overcame a disastrous. I think 2017 draft day trade where they traded out of the Donovan Mitchell pick for Trey Lyles and a 20-something pick that became Tyler Lydon, and they learned a lot from that draft. You talk to them, they learned a lot. We're looking for versatility, and they were targeting big guys who could maybe slide to the wing, and they wanted OG Ananobi in that draft. They couldn't get him, and he doesn't fit that profile I just described. And after that, Tim Connolly, who made the Jokic pick, and walked in here and said, we got to scout Europe. Europe is where it's at. Uh, and Calvin Booth, who's done a fantastic job, one of the sharpest guys I know in this business, said, if we're looking for defensive versatility, instead of looking for bigs who can slide down, we got to look for big guards who can slide up. KCP, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown. It's a beautiful team. Yeah, um, you know, when Jokic, his first uh, summer league, they were like, he could be okay. We we might have a rotation player. It wasn't like he showed up and was like, oh, my God, this guy is an absolute steal. They were like, okay, he, he might be all right. We, we, he might be a second-round pick that makes it. They didn't they didn't foresee that. They didn't they didn't see it coming. Well, it's like the Spurs always said with Ginobili. If we were so smart, we would have picked him in the first round instead of the second <laughs> round. Right. Uh, speaking of Jokic, two very, in, very, very boisterous Serbian guys handed me this Joker energy drink, one of which I have in my house in my TV background. Uh, I never actually tried it. I think now is the time. There's no chance it's going to taste good. Zero percent chance. It says... Uh, That's not bad. In the age of COVID, you can't try it now. It's now unsafe right, yeah, I, I don't want it. I wouldn't have wanted it anyway. Ooh, that, that'll, that'll sting your teeth. Oh, yeah. That, that'll, that'll, There's a little sugar in that'll there? That'll leave a burn. I'm drinking it. I can't drink beer right now, so I'm going to drink the Joker energy drink. I can smell it. It smells of um, sugar. It smells of horse dung <laughs> and saddles. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes! Catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So who's there up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, Birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons. Watch out for them. You name it. They won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. Shame on you, by the way. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, you can easily pick out something special to celebrate the both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything pre-wrapped gifts, gifts for grandma. You can find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung Smart TV. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. That's very soon. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for your mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash 
gift finder. Should we, should we talk about the end of the game, uh, or well, should we not? This game so much reminded me of the 2016 Game 7 to the point where it was almost the exact same score. But in the fourth quarter, where neither team could score, Zach, absolute warfare under the, under the basket. Oh, so um, physical. The, the referees were just staring, staring at fouls and just being like, look, we're not calling it. We're just not doing it. Which is why that call... I'll tell you what, I think the league is a little bit fortunate that the Nuggets won this game because had the Heat taken leverage from the Jimmy Butler three-shot three foul, we would have been hearing about it for two days, and we might have been hearing about it even more if they won in Miami. It was not the greatest moment, and um, I, don't under, I don't quite – I'm sure there would have been a pool report with referees, had that gone through. There was obviously a reason why they left it. There was some contact to Jimmy's leg from Aaron Gordon's groin area, I guess. That was a brutal call, a brutal, brutal call in the moment, in a moment where they were allowing hand-to-hand -hand combat. So I am glad that that call will not be remembered because I was worried about that because the game was a beautiful, ugly game up until that. Jimmy Butler, 5 of 18, 21 points because he went 9 of 11 from the line. So he had 21 points total. I'm just going to go through the end of the last five minutes of the game. Jokic makes a pull-up to put him up by 7, 83-76, just destroying the zone. The numbers won't show it. Every time Jokic got the ball in the zone, they got a good shot. They just missed a million threes at 5 of 28 from three. Um, Jimmy Butler, 24.3 point shot. Okay, that kind of came out of nowhere. KCP makes a three. Oh, back to seven. Wait, 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 wait. The KCP shot was amazing. KCP made three or four plays on the stretch of this game. I have no idea what his wrist, how bad his wrist injury is. I don't even know if he'd have been able to play in game six. He was playing out there with one and a half hands. And he that shot was a brutal shot. I don't remember who made the contest. The contest was all over him. His heels were almost on the sideline. That was a massive, massive shot. Jimmy makes another three to get it back down to four points. Then the three-shot foul. So that's nine of 21 points for Jimmy Butler Brutal. in like a two-minute span. He scored 13 points in a row. Then a 10-foot pull-up jumper. Then two more free throws Let to put him up say, by one. Coming off the, How the, many points is that, 13? Those two free throws came after Kyle Lowry's. Tips out to offensive yeah. rebound. Kyle Lowry played a, had a championship performance in this game. He didn't get the championship. He's already got a ring. He doesn't need to prevent it to anybody, but he was brilliant in this game. He finished 4 of 13, 0 of 5 from 2, 4 of 9 from 3. Yeah, but it was a great performance. 12 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, and the kick-aheads that he gets the Heat are just like oxygen for them. Um, and then the Bruce Brown putback is what ends up being um, the game-winning basket. hand-to-hand -hand combat under the rim, and Bruce Brown comes through there and gets the putback of a Jamal Murray miss. I mean, in the moment, you could just feel how big it was. When he did that, you're like, oh my God, that's a, a moment for Bruce Brown's career. That putback is a moment for Bruce Brown's career. And I felt that the Nuggets, you know, I heard Michael Malone say going into the fourth quarter, maybe we're tight, we're missing a lot of shots. I also thought, maybe they were, maybe they were. It's always impossible to know, right? Are you analyzing from the result backward? Now they must be tight. But I also thought they were playing for the home run ball a lot, both like, Guys dribbling up into crazy threes yeah, early uh, in the shot clock. 
early corner three from Aaron Gordon in the I shot mean, clock. I'm going to be honest um, with you. Like, and then some of the turnovers. Remember the one where they just, like, started yeah. falling all over the court and throwing I, the ball around? Like, what are you doing? Look, I'm going to be honest with you, Zach. The Nuggets were spectacular throughout this entire run. They win 4-1. They are spectacular champions. The Heat are at home in game four in a five-point game with Jokic on the bench with fouls, with a sprained ankle, and they're unable to finish. Unable to finish. Eight minutes to go, five-point game. That's a game they could have had. You know, the Jokic and Murray were not having good games that night. Jokic with only four assists. They were 13 of 36, I think, those two. They had shut down the two-man game. That's a game that if you're going to win the finals, you have to have. This game, they are is a terrible Nuggets offensive game. Terrible Nuggets offensive game. And, again, if you're going to win the championship, you've got to have it. And it, it the Heat can, can, are going to kick themselves. I don't want to take anything away from the Nuggets, but the Heat are going to kick themselves these last two games. They could have had them. Well, it felt as it was happening like a Heat game. Like yeah. the, they're going to win the turnover battle by a lot, and they did. They had to to win these games. And they were going to outshoot Denver from three. They just didn't do it enough. They were 9 of 35, and they made tough threes. Like Kyle, they made a three with, like out of nothing. The guy was just in his face. I thought they found something with Duncan Robinson and Bam's two-man game in the second half when the Jimmy stuff just wasn't I, mean, I wouldn't say they found anything. I think that was a wing and a prayer the whole way. Well, they, 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 got a few, they got a few bad. Like, this game was so, you know, the Nuggets are one of the great offensive teams in NBA history. I think they were top five. An yeah. offensive. Now we get two teams every year that are I know, two of the top they, 20 so they were, teams in offense And they were great year. throughout the whole playoffs offensively. <laughs> and so for them to win the game, to win the title with defense, because their defense in the second half especially was awesome. The only way that, they were, that the Heat were even able to crack them was that little Jimmy Flurry. They were all over them, their rotations. They were totally selling out. I don't know if these teams would have had anything left in game six. It uh, felt like it was an awesome game, and I also thought of the Warriors-Cavs game seven just because, like, you could feel the franticness yeah. of the effort. Well, nobody could score. Yeah, and, and you could, could feel, score. like, the closeouts, the rotations, the way they were chasing and trying to slow down and keep guys in front of them. It was just a frantic game. That's what you want. And that game, game was like 93-89, and this game was 94-89. So the Heat broke 96 points once That's right. They in averaged, five games. I, I'd have to do the math, but they came into this game averaging 98 points in this, ser in this series. Now, granted, the pace was slower, but they averaged almost 110 points against the Celtics. They averaged, you know, probably 96 or 97 in this game, and they never they only, they only shot really well from three in one game. And, you know, the Nuggets get credit for that. The Nuggets played great defense well, I, the last few couple of games. So, okay, one, one other thing I wanted to say. I think you're right, and we've all talked about it a lot, that the Jokic five-foul stretch, I, even though tonight was so nip-and-tuck down the stretch, I think that goes down as the, the, the critical defining stretch of the series. And it was Jamal Murray's stretch. It was yeah, you want to know why? Because they stopped double-teaming him. Because Jokic came out of the game. They said, "Okay, we're not gonna. We don't have to defend the two-man game. We're gonna play him straight up." And he cooked him. He cooked him on that, and that, that was kind of odd. Also, I thought, you know, look, Jokic is the reason they've got the trophy back in the locker room right now. Murray is secondary. I thought Michael Malone was brilliant in this series. He knew what his team needed to do after Game Two. He he tore him down. He built him back up. He got him in a great headspace. The, the way their defensive intensity changed between two and three, I think, was a product of his motivation. And when Jokic had the five fouls, 
the lineup that he elected to put out there worked. It was, a, it was a small lineup that was not what I would expect, and it worked. And those two things alone earned him his hand on that championship trophy. I talked to a lot of people the last 72 hours about that stretch. There was a certain calm and confidence about the Nuggets. Like, I never heard anything about some big rah-rah speech in the huddle, like, this is the moment, you got to step up. These are the stakes. One, there was never any big rah-rah speech in the huddle, like, we got to step up, blah, blah. They all just knew what they had to do. Same thing, 2-2 Phoenix. They were super confident they were going to win that series. There was just like a calm about the team. And Michael Malone, Van Gundy says it every broadcast. They could have fired him. They could have fired him. They suck with him. Like, let's get specific. They could have fired him after 16-17 when they trade Nurkic and Nurkic kicks their ass in a late-season game and basically sends, sends them home, says, Clib! Clib! The one and only Clib. Oh, this is the most exciting time Tell people who you are. What, Jim Clib? Jim Clib, I'm your guy. And I'm your guy. Well, what do you do? You're I'm the vice president guy. of scouting, but I'm your guy. I'm a professional. Your guy. When, I, I, got, I don't drink, but I'm, I got stuff all over me, and you do too now. When when did you first lay eyes? Don't do that. When did you first lay eyes on Nikola Jokic? Uh, Rafael Uch, our international scout, did a great job identifying That's international guys. I don't know the date. I don't know the date. I'm rejoicing, no, no, Wendy. Like, I'm rejoicing. Was it in Serbia? Was it, where did you see him play? Serbia, and then we, we, you know, we drafted him, and then we went and spent I'm aware that you drafted Nikola Jokic. And then we, we spent time over there. Good, you ever seen by the way, Clip. Clip. Uh, no. We'll get that, and we'll get that added on the, to your content. Is this live? This is yeah, we're, we're, it, it, What's up? Hey. Good draft pick with Jokic. Yeah, it's good. It's good, good draft pick. Great person, too. Kristen Brown, good draft pick. Good draft pick with Kristen Brown. The that, was Cal that was Calvin. Calvin stamped Calvin his foot for that one. He sure did. He, he said we need a guy with championship pedigree, played 40 minutes in the national championship game, played I don't know how many minutes tonight, but he was in, like, very few rookies can play in the playoffs. Christian Brown can play in the playoffs. Clib, yes. good draft pick with Jamal Murray. Not bad, huh? This guy can you were All homegrown. All homegrown. Built, fostered. Watered the plants and they blossomed. Good draft pick, Michael Porter. Michael Porter. What? There's a theme here, right? But we. we How about Michael well. Porter's coast to coast pushes tonight? Got Jamal an open three in the corner. Like Zach, that, that. We have a lot of weapons on our team. I'm not trying to sound trite or hackneyed, but we really do. Hackneyed. I dropped the word hackneyed on this little interview. Where are you? Where's the party? Where are you going to do tonight? I. I'll text you. I'll text oh, you. Yeah. Don't say that. This, uh, <laughs> Jim Clib. That's Jim Clibinoff, the Nuggets vice president of scouting. He's in a good mood. What just happened? I don't even know where we left I off. I don't know, but he just wiped champagne on your oh, face. Oh, Michael Malone. Suit. They didn't fire him then. They didn't fire him 2018 when they lost the winner-take-all finale against Minnesota. Didn't fire him 2019 when they lose to Portland at home in Game 7. Because they could tell something's happening here, and there's a resiliency and a toughness, and he's got a feel for the group. Zach, he knows what he can do. You. If this team had washed out, in the playoffs? This season? He, he might have gotten fired this that, season. That's absolutely true, and they didn't wash out. They, no, they, now he's a main man. They, well, well, let's talk about what they did. 16-4 and four is one of the best all-time playoff records of the last 30 or 40 years, and John Hollinger went through all of it today. There's only like a couple of teams with better records than that since the Jordan era. Their net rating ended up at plus 8. I'm actually going to push off that 16-4 and four and say 10-1. and one. Because they went 10 and 1. They went 2 2 in the second round. Okay. And they went 10 and 1 after that. You go 10 and 1, I mean, that's all time stuff. Never there. trailed in a series. Only true moment of stress, really, was game five against the Suns. And they won that game handily at home and then blew the doors off of them 
in game six in Phoenix. Um, and by the way, like these last two series, the Lakers played very admirably. <coughs> they just outplayed them. And in this series, the Heat were outmanned and certainly didn't have the offense. But the Heat played admirably. They, they didn't play their best basketball. But they, this wasn't, you know, I, I, some of those, like the, the couple of those runs that Golden State had, one year they went 16-1. and won. I don't think they faced the competition level that the Nuggets just faced. Well, and they also just, with Durant and those three homegrown guys, there was just no chance that anyone was beating them if they were healthy. I mean, it was not fair. It was, like, not competitive. Right, right. Um, Mike, um, one other thing on Michael Malone. He committed – his thing from day one is we got to get good enough on defense. We might not ever be great. We got to get good enough. God, it was a rocky road. And he demanded and demanded and demanded. And probably sometimes the players are like, dude, could you just stop yelling at us? He ripped them and it worked. how many times? And by the way, like, they would sort of incrementally get better. Like, they were like – I don't have it in front of me, but it feels like they were 27th. And they were, like, 23rd. And they were like 14th, and they climbed and they climbed and they climbed. They finally got to be a, a, a good defensive team, and they—I'm telling you—they won these last three games with defense. Their offense was not great. And I would like. Yes, absolutely. Come on, because you know what Colin Gillespie does? He wins championships, okay? Jim Clib this is Jim Clib is he back. Wins, he wins world championships. Colin Gillespie right here. It's oh, no man. fluke, okay? Look, come on, get basket of glory. Bring winners here, man. This is it. Colin, Colin is smoking a cigar. Yeah. yeah. When we win, whatever happens. He's used you to You know, it. when they talk about when they talk about the players who we haven't seen much of yet that we're going to see next year, they they mention Colin Gillespie. They don't just mention they don't just mention Peyton Watson. They Colin, mention Colin here's Gillespie what I want to know: When you guys had that film session after Game Two, and everybody had to call somebody else out for a bad, who did you have to call out? I didn't call anybody out. We were just talking about. You, you were you were assigned a clip. What was your clip that you had to tell everybody about? That we just had to play harder. No, no, no. You can tell yeah, us yeah. now. He's not going to answer the question. He's too smart. No, nope. I ain't giving anybody up. You had to, you had, you had to call out Jokic for not, not doing rotation. You can say it. No, I'm not calling Nicola out. Hey, look, you know what? You know, Nicola in an ugly game just put up a 28, 16, and four on 12 of 16 shooting, and it's just effortless, effortless. Hey, congratulations, Colin. Go, go, go celebrate. Go, go celebrate. celebrate. Don't stand All right, with us. Can we talk about the Heat for a second? Come on. He deserved to tell us what happened in that thing. I mean, he probably just got bonus points from Michael Malone. It's a two-way, man. He's not giving up anything. Uh, okay. But so the two-way guys had to call out the regulars. They had to be like, they had to be like Jamal, like, you did I gotta, not. I got to do everything possible to just keep He wasn't just hold. sucking on that cigar. He was smoking it. He was smoking that cigar. You now have I now have cigar smoke on me, and you have uh, champagne. I don't have enough champagne on me yet because I like I like these games. I like these closeout games. I like when the suit smells like champagne. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. A year ago, we were sitting in Boston, and we watched this. The, we, right in this moment, we, it was after game six then, and we were you know, looking at the Warriors and saying, man, amazing, and maybe they got more in them and everything like that. And here we are one year later, not quite to the day, but like 360-some days, and we're in Denver. And I don't think we would have foreseen sitting in Denver celebrating the Nuggets. So let me ask you this. 360-some days from now, where are we going to be sitting? And who are we going to be talking about? Well, about? we do have a whole offseason of player movement to digest. I, well, I but know. I'm, I'm not going to hold you to but it. But I'm saying right now, you look at the Western Conference. Tell me the team as things stand now. You're picking over Denver. I don't think there is one. We could very well be sitting here again. And I think I, I, I keep saying this. This we would have been maybe not here with the confetti. I think we would have been here in the finals already had Jamal Murray not gotten hurt. They were tracking right to yes, this moment. When they traded for Aaron Gordon, those eight or ten games after he got here, they took this off. This is what I mean by like I don't think it's surprising that we're here. They were in my inner circle of contenders the before only the thing season. I, I don't think, think it's surprising. Is that they didn't play well after the All Star break. They, they, they now they, part of that was because they had a big lead on the first seed. And their incentive to play well was low, but they they didn't come into the postseason blowing people's doors off, and I think that also threw some people off as well. There were, you know, I think they were 12 and 11 after the break, and you know, they were great, but they were not like they, they did not look like they did earlier in the season. The way they played these last this last month, again 10 and one, I mean, they lost one time. I think they I think since May 7th. Lost one time. You know what someone was telling me before the game, just about the seriousness of their team? This was just a random conversation I had with someone from the Nuggets. When's the last time you saw Nicola throw, like, a fancy no-look pass? And I'm like, not. I don't feel like I've seen one of the fancy ones in a long time. Like, he's just he's just making the right play calmly. We, the two things we should talk about are, number one, he now is on the throne of best player in the world. And I don't think... I, I, certainly Giannis could have an argument. Right now it's it's Jokic. And I do think we should spend a few minutes just like, we can't just throw this heat thing to the side and forget it happened. This was a cool thing. It was a special thing. And I know Giannis got hurt in the first game of the playoffs. I, I think what they did was real. And they were a legitimately threatening contender who, as you pointed out, to the bloody end tonight made the Nuggets earn this game. And they have draft picks at their disposal, and they potentially have tradable contracts, and I think they're going to go hunting for a star. That's, That's what, what they, they do. do. I don't know if they'll get one. I don't know if it'll break their way. There's other teams out there interested in it, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you who it is because I'll get aggregated. But there are players that they're keeping an eye on, and they have the ability to do it, especially if the player says, "Take, send me to Miami. And if I, you know, they have a little window here before the, the second apron kicks in, where they may be able to spend a little bit of money. Um, they, have, they have some draft picks they can trade. After the draft, they get access to their yep. 20, 30 pick. They have the 18th pick in this draft. Not that that's super interesting, but um, I don't think they can beat all comers on a SAR trade, but if a player says, send me to Miami in the next two weeks, they are not in the worst position of all time well, to make Well, that. and that has happened before when players have said Miami, both in free agency and in sign-in trades, and that's how Jimmy Butler is here. Um, and, you know, people are going to not bag on him, but people are going to say, well, where was the Butler who was just 
all-time dominant against Milwaukee and early in the Boston series, even, af even after the Knicks ankle thing, he had a couple of monster games against Boston. It's like, man, this is hard. Like, I agree. This is hard. He just, he, he'll never tell us. He'll never be honest with where he was physically. He just won't. He will never allow anybody to have that out. He was not the same offensive player after the sprained ankle. Now I'm going to say something else. He played pretty well in this series. He, his numbers in game four were good. He had like 28 and 11 in game four, like a 9 of 17. His numbers tonight were not. He's not going to feel good about this performance, but he still almost bailed him out. But for them to pull off an upset of, of the Nuggets or even to really extend the series, they did need you know, the, the all-time great Butler, and he was not able to deliver. I don't think that should be an indictment on him, no. but that is a true statement. And Bam, after a sensational first half, was quiet. Very, I think he had two points in the second well, half. And missed, I, mean, they just missed everything I don't know how much basket. we want to break down this game, but in the third quarter, there was six or seven possessions where the Heat had great reasonable percentage looks they made like they just couldn't get a basket there and it was a 10-point game Denver called timeout if you really want to break down the game whatever they adjustments they made in the timeout they scored six points the Heat never got leverage again they missed a whole bunch of shots makeable in there and instead of going into the fourth quarter with a cushion which was absolutely necessary it was, they were up by one and they were in real trouble to try to win this game there is one thing we have to talk about that happened in the game DeAndre Jordan played three minutes and was actually kind of good. Blocked a shot, held up on defense, and, like, it's a little thing. Tyler Zeller played 60 seconds and Cody, was awful. Cody. Cody. Sorry, um, Tyler. Sorry to all the sorry. Zellers and the Plumleys who <laughs> may be listening. Um, like, it's, it's a little thing. Like, he survived three minutes in a game they barely won when they were everyone was in foul trouble in the first half and they're just you could feel the nuggets being like if we could just be within like eight nine seven at halftime you knew they were going to play Jokic the entire second half of the game and we could we could they could make a run and they did just enough by the way again to 2016 just this game not the series just this game Spolstra an excellent coach putting Zeller out there Festus Azili vibes with Kerr to start the fourth quarter. I mean, quarter. I just don't know. He tried love at center in the first half, which is a move I've been waiting for. That was whatever. I'm just saying the game was a five-point game, and, and he was he lost him five points in I one possession want, like, one, in one minute. Like, I just want to give both of these teams their due because there are going to be re revisionists who just don't really believe that either team is as legit as legit as legit, who are going to say, A, this, the, this team is legit. the Heat got lucky, and B, well, no. the, the Nuggets played a bunch of lower seeds. And I've said all the like, – Get that SHIT all the way out of here for both of these you, teams. If you've listened to me at all, you know I don't stand for asterisks, nonsense. This Nuggets team is awesome, bona fide, awesome champion. And it's, it's, This Heat team was excellent. And it's not, it's not even asterisks. It's, it's just factual. Like, the number one seed, you get an easy opponent relative to your seeding in the first round. Second round, Phoenix, tough as hell. Beat them. Beat the pants off them. So third round, the here LeBron and AD bad, bad matchup swept them. Competitive sweep as sweeps go, swept them, and the Heat just beat all comers except this team. This I wouldn't say this was a gentleman sweep because it was too hard fought for that, but it'll go down in the books as a gentleman sweep. So, um, all right, we got to wrap this up. Any parting thoughts on the Denver Nuggets? Congratulations to them. They've earned every single iota of it. Their fans should enjoy it. There hasn't been a champion to win in its city in a long time. Uh, I think 2017, and that was in Oakland, and 
you know, nobody actually stayed there. We are in the middle of the city now. I'll be interested to see what's going on outside this arena. I feel like it's been a long time since a, since a team that's whose arena is in the middle of the city. I'm won. getting flashbacks to when Kevin Arnovitz had to drive me back from San Antonio and basically broke every traffic rule in existence to get us back to our hotel because the streets were just mobbed with people in 2014. Well, I think that was the last And even then, that's not really in the city. No, that's a hike. So this is an arena in the city. So I won't, it is a Monday night. So I don't know. And they have, they just, you know, the Avalanche just won last year. It's not like they've gone a dead long of a drought. But um, No, you're right. And so I saw KCP for a second after the game and his agents from Clutch are here. And they said he gets to have a parade this time because the Lakers won in, in the bubble. Oh, there's going to be a parade probably in about 48 hours. All right. You got to do SVP. Uh, Thank you, Zach, for doing this. Hey, thanks to our producer, Adi Khan, who dragged himself all over the country and um, through many different security perimeters to do these podcasts. Thanks to Jim Klibanoff, Colin <laughs> Gillespie, giving us nothing. Boo, Colin Gillespie. All he gave, all he gave me was a cigar-smelling suit jacket. And congratulations to the Denver Nuggets, a beautiful team to watch, and a deserving, tough-as-hell champion. And we'll see where you and I are doing this one year from now. Maybe it's right back here. Maybe it's somewhere we couldn't even think of. Uh, Brian Windhorst, thank you very much. Zach Lowe, thank Adi, you. Thank you very much. We'll see you. I don't know. The draft is in like 10 days. We'll see, thank we'll God, see you soon. Thank God, two days. That's what Thanks we're for listening, for. everybody. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply.